Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Feels like a pretty big day. It really does. I mean, I don't want to overdo it, but, you know, if it was if the Steelers had the number one pick in the draft— and took a quarterback. Let's say they had Caleb Williams, and tonight was his first exhibition game. Think of Pickett's first exhibition game. Remember when he came in late and had that great finish? I mean, this is a big deal today. And John Perotto is on the Sullivan Super Service fan hotline, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. Johnny, I'm assuming that you're in Florida and covering the game today, but then again, you could be in Beaver County. Where are you? I'm in Beaver County, unfortunately. I was there the first week, and then I'm going back for the last week. I I don't control the budget, unfortunately, but I would like to be there. Well, Certainly, it would be fun to see Paul Skeen's first time in a Pirates uniform. City limits would have paid for you to stay, but I'm glad you're <laughs> going back. Tell us, I mean, what's that? what do you expect to see here today? What was it like seeing this guy up close in spring training? How significant is this? Just just your feelings on the whole Skeens experience today and moving forward. Well, uh, first thing you can't help but notice, he's a very large human being. He's a very big man. But he, uh, I, I like him. The times I talk to him, uh, he's, he's a personable sort. He's intelligent. He's, he's got a pretty good sense of humor, it seems like. And my one concern was, you know, he's, he's in the celebrity relationship with Libby Dunn, the uh, Instagram sensation and the gymnast at LSU. And we I, mentioned that uh, earlier, and, and uh, that was after she broke up with City Limits, but go ahead. That's correct. <laughs> well, anyway, I, I, so I had a little bit of trepidation that maybe this guy would be think he was big time, but he's really not. He's very humble and very friendly, and, uh, and I, I just think uh, I had a real good vibe being around him for a week and, and having a chance to uh, talk to him uh, one-on-one a couple of times during that period, too. I, I just had a really good feeling that this guy uh, really gets it. He's a sharp guy, and he seems to me that he wants to live up to the hype very much. If you think about it, John, uh, John when you look at – his ability to throw, his arm, uh, he's a power pitcher, all that other stuff. Everybody, you know, won't, is clamoring for him to be here. Won't he be on, like, an innings and pitch count for basically this year? Isn't it going to be one of these things where they're going to treat his arm like it's, you know, it's fragile and they're not going to let him uh, pitch a ton uh, anyway? 
No, yeah, I, w- I would agree, Paul. He, he pitched 130 innings in college last year, or 122, I should say, 130 total between college and, and pro ball. So I doubt if they would extend him too much, maybe to 150, 160 innings this year. So he won't be totally under wraps, but uh, they also won't push him or overwork him too. They will, will certainly want to monitor his workload because, you know, the college season – you know, he played against very good competition in college, obviously, in the SEC and went to the College World Series and won it. But it's a whole different animal when you go to spring training at the beginning of February and the season runs through the end of September. And uh, it's you have to pace yourself differently, and you've got to watch those guys' innings limits a little more because they're not used to pitching competitively for, you know, nearly eight months. John Parado on the Sullivan Super Service Fan Hotline. So I was reading Jim Bowden, I think, in The Athletic, and he said he said that he hears the Pirates are going to take it slowly with Skeens, but he said, I wouldn't be surprised to see him as early as September. Johnny, that feels late, not early. What are you hearing? When do you think we'll see him? It feels late to me too, Joe. I, I mean, the sky is considered the best college pitching prospect since Steve Strasburg. And now, you know, so that's over 10 years since Strasburg, almost 15 since he came out of San Diego State. I mean, this guy's an advanced pitcher. He's got a, you know, a good pitch mix. He's very mature. He's succeeded uh, greatly at the highest level of college baseball. I I don't see him being in the minor leagues until September. I I could see maybe all-star break at the latest. And I would think before that, I think probably as they are want to do, they'll probably keep him down long enough that he can't get to arbitration eligibility until a year later than he should. But I would think I'd be surprised if he's not here by June. And like I said, I, I think the latest would be the all-star break in the middle of July. Is it obvious that if he's sent down, it'll be to triple A and not double A or, or could he go start at double A? They're playing it close to the vest. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to double A, but maybe just for a few starts to kind of, you know, get his feet on the ground. Because last year when he was in pro ball, he only pitched one inning at a time. So it's going to be a little bit different for him this year. He's actually going to be like a regular starting pitcher. So I would I would say probably Altoona, for, but not for very long. And, and then he'll go to Indianapolis and, and then eventually to Pittsburgh at some point this year. John, do you think that they have a ch- any chance at all if the starters that they have, and of course I think they've got three that they probably can rely on and they've got to find a couple more, but say the starting rotation is reasonably good uh, or good enough to give them opportunities to win and, and stay in the hunt, is there any chance they could, uh, because of what we talked about before, innings count and everything else, do what they've, you know, do what uh, they did with, Tampa, uh, with uh, David Price and, and bring him out of the bullpen first? You know, that's a possibility, Paul. It's something they haven't really, uh, you know, said publicly, but, but it is something to think about because, like you said, the, you know, Price started in the minor leagues, and when they did bring him to the minors, uh, you know, that was a, a good way to, to keep his pitch count down. And, and if you recall, uh, that was 2008, and Price got some very big outs in the regular season and playoffs and helped Tampa Bay get to the World Series that year. So, yeah, I think you can co- compare schemes to Price in that regard and and think that, you know, he could uh, – that could be one uh, good way to, 
indoctrinate him into the big league balls, throwing him out of the bullpen. It used to be, long, long, long time ago, pretty much how all major league pitchers started off. They started in the bullpen and then moved into a starting role. You kind of eased them into the big leagues instead of throwing them completely into the fire. Talking to John Parado here, who's been covering the Pirates and doing it as well as anybody for a long time. Uh, Who Needs a Restart, presented by locally owned Restart IT Services. Expect more from your IT company. Go to callrestart.com. And it's 12.15 right now. Time to stop blindly paying those increasing auto and home insurance premiums. Contact the Buell Insurance Agency in Gibsonian and see what they can do for you. Johnny, I have some very exciting news for you. You ready for this? Yes. You've been named the Pirates' new manager, and you don't <laughs> and you don't have to listen wow. to, to any of the analytics people. So it's time to make your opening day lineup. You're going against uh, All righty. Jesus Lazardo. Let's just say this lefty. This lefty oh, okay. op- opened the season. Okay. Ooh, opening day. Tough on me here. Opening ooh, day, ooh, Johnny. Ooh, ooh, ooh. What's your batting order in your lineup? Let's okay. go. Okay. Wow. First off, if they make me manager, they're in even worse shape than I thought. But anyway, I'd, I'd go with Key Brian Hayes' leadoff. I, I know a lot of people say O'Neill Cruz, but I, I thought I thought Hayes did a really good job at leadoff and seemed real comfortable last year. Then I think I would go with uh, – I know this is a little different than they will, but I think I'd go with Brian Reynolds second. I, I just think he's their overall best hitter, and I would go with him second. And uh, – you know, it's interesting here. Uh, you could go a lot of different ways after that. I, I think I would go O'Neill Cruz third because of his raw power and the fact that he can steal some bases. Then I'd probably go with Jackson Winsky fourth. You know, I, I know people are down because uh, on his batting average, but he did pop 24, 25 home runs somewhere in that range last year. So he has the power and he can drive in runs. And, you know, after that, uh, it's a little dicey. I guess Rowdy Telez, I would bat fifth at first base, though maybe not against the left-hander. I might play Connor Joe, actually, against the lefty to start the season. Uh, then I would, uh, who I really like is Edward Oliveros. Uh, he had a really good finish with the Royals last year. The Pirates got him in a, in a minor trade over the winter. And he's been impressive down the, in Florida here in the early going. And I got a chance to see him. And, and granted, it was only batting practice when – when I saw him, but, but he certainly the ball jumps off his bat, and, and there's a chance maybe the Pirates have found something with him there. And uh, then I would go seven. I would go with uh, Hank Davis. Hank, uh, no, Hank, Hank's going to Indianapolis in my estimation. Let me move McCutcheon up to four and then drop the other guys down. I totally forgot about Andrew McCutcheon, our most visible player, such as how much how good of a manager I would be. And then eight and nine, I would go with Osmani Grandal eight and Leover Pagero nine. And that would be my starting lineup. We had Mackie on the other day. He thinks that Triolo is going to win the second base job. Do you agree with that? I think it's possible. I know they like him. And, you know, he played pretty darn well when he got called up last year uh, from Indy. I mean, he, you know, they were, they were kind of by, by – the time he came up, the Steelers were in camp, so a lot of people weren't paying attention to the Pirates as much then. But I was impressed. They played him all over the field, and he, he, he's a good defender, you could tell. And the thing I liked about him is he, he gets on base. He, he has a good on-base percentage. He's uh, he'll, he's willing to take a walk. He's willing to work the count. And, 
you don't see that in guys that young as being as good as he is at plate patience. So, I, I mean, I'm not ready to say he's going to win it. I still think in my mind, over Pagaro is still the favorite to win it, but I certainly wouldn't rule Triolo out either because he uh, made a very favorable impression last year. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, I think the big thing there is, <laughs> you think Henry Davis is starting in Indianapolis? Yeah, and here's why, Paul. This is why I think this. Okay, it, they... It's pretty clear, regardless if they won't come right out and say it, that Yosemite Grandal is going to be their primary catcher this year. So you have either Henry Davis or Jason DeLay or Ali Sanchez, who they signed over the winter to uh, as a free agent. One of those three would be the backup catcher. I, I find that if you're going to develop Henry Davis and hope that he can be a regular I don't think – I mean, they already tried to develop him by playing him in right field last year, which I'll never figure out. I think you have to play him more than twice a week. And to do that, you have to send him to Indianapolis because if you're going to play Grandal four or five days a week, that doesn't leave many at-bats for Davis. So that's why I think he's going to Indianapolis where he can be a regular catcher and, and really keep continue to work on his defense. Wow. Man, man, I'd love to be working the ticket phones the day they send down Hank and Paul Skeens <laughs> and Skeens both to Indy. I guess the Indy ticket phones I'd like to be working. Right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> In fact, I think I would probably rather drive to Indy uh, with those two guys are down there, right? Absolutely. Yes. It'd be fun. Hopefully. We'll go in May and we could catch the 500. Yeah. That, that's and a great point. Uh, I mean, seriously, <laughs> if you had a choice to go watch opening day with Skeens pitching to Hank Davis in Indy, <laughs> you go there, right? And, 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 and hell, throw the, the, the young kid that hit the home runs the other day. Put him on that, on that, on that team, too. Yeah. I mean, uh, Johnson. maybe they'll make it easy on – you know what, John? Maybe they'll make it easy on guys like you and they'll send both of those guys to Altoona. So you only got an hour and a half or a two-hour yeah, drive to go see yeah. him. <laughs> 
Exactly. It's a little bit more convenient on the travel side to go to Altoona. But, uh, yeah, it will be interesting to see uh, how these uh, rosters shake out with the minor league teams as well. I know everybody in Tuscapibly so, you know, focuses on who's going to make the big league team. But they have some decisions to make, too, on their minor league guys, uh, if, whether they're going to start them off in Indy or Altoona. Now, did you say you would put McCutcheon at cleanup? Because is that what you said? Yeah. Here's the thing, Johnny in my not-so-humble and ill-informed opinion, is if you still have McCutcheon batting cleanup, then you haven't arrived yet, I don't think. Yeah. They need one more power hitter. And, I mean, they have, whether that develops within with Hank Davis or, or what, but, I mean, right now, that means that there are two glaring needs is they need one more reliable big league starting pitcher and they need somebody, not necessarily a guy that's going to hit 30 or 40 home runs, but somebody you could reasonably expect to hit 20 home runs. And they, they need one more of those kind of guys in the lineup, and, and they don't, they're don't they a little short in that department. Yeah, well, against righties, I mean, obviously you're bringing in Telez. That, yeah. that helps a little bit. And, you know, I mean, again, we saw a little bit of more power from Cabrian Hayes down the stretch last year, so maybe – you know, he continues to do that. I think there are some areas where they could get some home runs, but to have to piece them and string them together every single night, yeah. that, that's why it's so important that O'Neill Cruz plays, stays healthy, and becomes that 30, 35 home run guy. It would be big for them, no doubt, because, you know, the, to, to add his home if he, if he could hit 30, and I think certainly – I don't think that's unrealistic to think he could hit 30 just by accident because of his power. That would be quite a boost to the Pirates. And I think, and I'm in this boat too, I think everyone kind of underestimated how much they missed O'Neill Cruz last year, mainly because he, you know, he got hurt in the second week of the season, so he wasn't around all year. But I think that made a difference. I mean, they, they obviously couldn't replace him. You don't have anybody with that kind of talent. And I think it, it did uh, hurt the record a little bit last year. John, let's say there's a rain out on the opening day, so that means they have to play like you know, they don't get that uh, they don't get that day off after, so they have to play five straight days. Who are your five pitchers right now? Is your, who are the five? Obviously, start with Keller pitching the first day. Who is the, who is spots two through five? I would say Keller, then Martin Perez. Then you want to split the lefties up. So I'd go with Luis Ortiz, who I, I think is going to end up making the starting rotation. I, I liked what I saw of him in his bullpens. And, and since I've been back, I've heard nothing but good things from people that are still down in Bradenton. I'm going to go with him as the third starter. Marco Gonzalez is the fourth starter. And I think you – I think – and I and I hate openers, and I hate that whole situation with openers and ball relievers. But I think – that's what the fifth spot couldn't end up being. It could be a, a guy like Josh Fleming, a lefty who they sign. Maybe he'll start. Maybe he'll be come in and relief after a, after a right-hander opens. Uh, you know, they have Chase Anderson, who at least will get a chance to, to make the team. I, I think Quinn Priester, with a good spring, he could be that fifth starter. And certainly Ronzi Contreras, I, I wouldn't count him out. He uh, He lost weight and you know, to use the old spring training cliches in the best shape of his life. And I know they were impressed with how he came into camp. So we'll see. He didn't pitch all that well the other day against the Blue Jays. Who's that, but Johnny? I think they have candidates. 
Yeah, Rowan T. Contreras. Oh, yeah. How about this kid, Jared Jones, that everybody's raving about? You know, you look at him, he's not physically imposing, and you wouldn't think he's a hard thrower, but, boy, he, he can bring it in the high 90s. And, uh, you know, I, I really saw a lot of maturity in him. I talked to him last year in spring training, and it was hard to get two words out of him. He seemed really timid and really shy. And, and this year when I approached him, I couldn't get him to shut up. I like, I, you know, well, I got to go now, Jared. Nice talking with you. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Let me ask so, you this. You know, oh, go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, he seems to really have gained confidence after having a really good year in the minor leagues last year and finishing up the trip away. Yeah, I'm sort of intrigued by him. I, I can't get the Hank Davis thing out of my mind here. Um, what if this guy hits the hell out of the ball in spring training? Do you still think he'll go down? And here, more to the point is this. Andy Rodriguez is still their long-term answer at catcher, right? So yeah. what, what would be the yeah. purpose of sending Hank Davis to Indy to go learn the catching trade when he's not even going to be your long-term option anyway, presumably? It, none, of it, none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. And I tell you what makes the most sense in my mind and anytime I've brought it up to anybody in pirate management, they immediately shoot it down. The one position where they really have nobody in the farm system that you can say, wow, he's, he's the future here is a first baseman. And it would seem with his power. And I mean, he's, he's not a great athlete, but certainly he's good enough to be, become a decent defensive first baseman and why they don't move him to first base is beyond me because that's where they really need somebody for the long term. Why do they shoot it down? What's their reasoning? They just say that he's going to be a catcher first. And, uh, you know, they don't really they, – they just shoot it down. They don't give any reason. They just uh, – <laughs> No. They don't – like maybe because it's my idea and they hate me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing about it is if Davis can't catch – if it just after you know they re they realize he's just not a good catcher, he better hit, and you bring him up. I mean, is he your DH? Why are what? we still asking this question? But because it's like it, if they drafted Kenny Pickett and said, "Well, it's like Tebow." But again, well, if he can't play quarterback, maybe we'll try him at tight end seven years in. But, but the bottom, what did they draft here? Right, exactly. Did they draft a catcher or a first Joe, baseman? That's the point I'm trying to make. What is going on with Hank Davis? That's my point. They used one one on this guy, and they have no idea what he is. That's the point. And so my point is, you know, if he's not, because they used 1-1 on him, if his bat plays, I guess you can use him as a DH, but that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I don't know. I mean, we, we saw him in right field last year. It, it wasn't very good. I don't know. Could he play first base, John? I I don't know. I don't know. They, they don't want to get, they don't want to try him there. I don't understand why they don't try him there. And why not do it now in spring training? Why not start having him take some ground balls at first base, get him into a couple of these exhibition games in Florida at first base and see what he can do. But like I said, they shoot it down every time and yet they never give any concrete reason why they don't think he can be a first baseman. Well, what did he look like to you as he was catching and what were people saying about his catching in spring? Mackey says he's I mean, catching. He looks good. I thought he looked good. I mean, again, you know, when I was there, it was before the game started, so he's mainly catching, you know, bullpens and live batting practice. But it wasn't like every ball was going to the backstop or anything when he was catching. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not like I'm back there trying to catch 95 miles an hour with the ball moving. But I, uh, you know, I, it, I, I feel bad for the kid because, you know, people are already labeling him bust. And he, I'll say this, 
he's as hard or harder of a worker than anybody in that organization. The guy is like 12 months a year baseball. He doesn't take time off in the off season. He's one of the first guys, if not the first guy at the ballpark every day. He's one of the last to leave, and he, he truly loves baseball. I was asking that. I said, you really love this, don't you, one day in spring training? He just smiled, and he's a very serious guy, and he doesn't smile very often. And he goes, thanks for noticing. And I told him, I said, yeah, it really comes through. So, I mean, the guy loves the game. He works at it. I think he's going to do everything he can to be the best player he can be. But I, I just don't know, talent-wise, if he's going to be that guy that they were hoping. And well, how about I, I this? hope he is. How about like this? Him. How about this idea? Tell him to focus on hitting. Tell him, yeah. he's, tell him he's your everyday DH. He's going to hit. And then on the side... He can have a special catching and I'm serious <laughs> about this and learn the catching trade on the side. I, I don't get, I really don't give a crap what he does defensively. You draft a guy that high granted catching's a premium position, but you draft a guy that high because of his bat. He can leave his glove in his car. If he can hit, I don't care. Have him be the DH every day then and learn catching on the side. Then what are you doing with McCutcheon? I don't know. He's not going to be around long anyway. No, I'm just saying spot you, starts again. You brought him pinch back. hitter. I get that, but you brought him back basically to beat DH. So my point is at that point, but I agree with you, Joe. It, it doesn't make sense because Andy Rodriguez is hurt this year. It doesn't right. make sense to put him in, in in Indianapolis. But it's 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 just it's I guess John, it's kind of frustrating for people because you know he he was the, a first round pick, uh, the one uh, number one overall, and his bat should play. But if you can't get him in the lineup, what difference does it make if he can hit 400 or if he hits, you know, 100? Exactly. And and if he's not a catcher, then he's really got to, like you alluded to earlier, Paul, then he's really got to be a power hitter if he's going to be a DH and not a 20-homer-a-year guy. But he's got to develop into a 30-, 35-homer-a-year guy if he ends up being a DH and especially as young as he still is. If he, goes, if he moves into that spot full-time, He's got to hit and hit a lot. This is going to be unbelievable today. <laughs> Corbin Burns is pitching, and my nephew, who's a giant Orioles fan, says they're only holding back a little bit. They have most of their big guns in there. You have uh, who's the Holiday Kid, who was a number one pick. You have Skeens. This is better than the World Series, Johnny. Wasn't wasn't Corbin Burns? Wasn't he the third baseman for that team in Major League? <laughs> the Indian, the Indians in Major League. Oh no, that's Corbin Benson. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> Johnny, this is the game of the year. <laughs> yeah. It's too bad city limits didn't pay your fare to go cover this one. I know. I, sh- I should have had a GoFundMe page. If I knew that Paul Keith was pitching today, I would have started one. Thank you, Johnny. This was great stuff. I hope we can catch up often this season. Anytime, Joe and Paul. I appreciate it. Good talking with you guys. All right. Good job, John. How great is he? Huh? Oh yeah, I love it. It's fun. He's, he's the best. Yeah, he's and the other thing is, man, he's been around for how long? I mean, he he's decades seen it all. and decades he's and decades. He's seen it all. He has seen it all for sure. He makes Ron Cook look at, look like uh, he's he's a cub reporter. You know what I mean? Yeah, Johnny. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.